mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're a parent thinking of becoming one or just want to laugh at two new parents, here's a new podcast for you. It's called Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you. The show follows comedians Josie Long and Johnny Donahoe through their not totally planned pregnancy as they try to prepare for the birth of their first child. In each episode, they sit down with actors, writers, and entertainers who are also parents to help them figure things out. People like John Hodgman, Jane Marie, Eugene Merman, and Rachel Sklar. Listen and subscribe to Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you in your podcast app right now. Candace and Kayla and we are directionally challenged yeah we really thought that by the time we were in our 30s we'd have it all figured out oh, but guess what we don't we don't Mm-mm. god damn it I know you know who might who Michael Trevino you guys we are so excited about our guest today we know you are too Okay, so we're a little bit late on the 10-year challenge. We know, we know, (laughs) hashtag 10-year challenge. It was a few weeks ago. But you know what? It's still 2019. So we're just going to take all of 2019 is going to be a 10-year challenge. And it's perfect for this episode because we've known Michael Trevino for 10 years. It's crazy to me to know someone that long. (laughs) Yeah, we started The Vampire Diaries. We filmed the pilot 10 years ago in 2009. I would say he's done a lot of self-work, too. I mean, just our interview with him. Even just so he is a lot wiser than he was before and a lot more accepting of himself. And it seems like he's done a lot of self work, which I think is the hardest work to do. Yes. And which is why we started this podcast so that you and I could do self work. And he mentioned he has more direction. Yeah. I know that's why we're having him on today. I know. So he can direct us. He has so many good stories about Vampire Diaries and everything, too. So uh, we're really proud of him. He also started a new show, uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's every Tuesday night on the CW. (laughs) Um, So we just feel really proud of our friend and happy to have him here today. We we do have uh, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. So we're hoping the smell of chocolate chip cookies will just waft him over to the house that's that's like the smoke signal. I think it'll work for Michael Trevino. I think it might work. Yeah, I, I think so. So we have Trevino here today doing the ten year challenge. Mm-hmm. But Kayla, let's do a ten year challenge on you. Love what? 
what do you remember about yourself 10 years ago? What do you, what do you think is something immediately that pops into your head about your appearance, your personality? Well, you know, it's a little more serious for me. I was really lost about 10 years ago, right? As we booked the Vampire Diaries pilot, I was going through a horrible breakup. I was really uh, diagnosed depressed and really struggling. And I genuinely feel that this job brought me out of it and the people And I really mean that because I met some of the best friends that I've made in my lifetime and you guys all brought me out of that. So it was this crazy experience where I was so grateful to be a part of this show that everyone was talking about, but then I also was really struggling internally. Um, And so I think for me, it was more a, a lot of who I was was a facade in the very beginning because I was really just trying to hang on. I think you have to support and surround yourself with good people. And that's what that job did. It instantly brought me to some of the closest friends and you guys really helped me a lot and helped pull me out of that. Even if you didn't know what was yeah, going on. I, I, I mean, I know because we've been friends so long and we've talked about it, but at the time I would not have known. I just was like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. She's so fun. She likes blueberry stoli and soda. <laughs> and now I like blueberry stoli and soda. That was definitely a drink back in the day. For sure. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't have known, but you're right. It's like everyone asked, asks still to this day, like, oh my gosh, that job changed all of your lives. Professionally, absolutely. But on a personal front, I mean, that's where I felt the most impact. How about you 10 years ago? Oh my God. 10 years ago, I was so scared. I was so Mm. scared filming that pilot. And I just, I I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, they're going to know that I'm not supposed to be here. And, and I actually was told I wasn't supposed to be there. What Um, do you mean? Day one of filming. Did you know this? I feel like we talked about it on maybe one of the other episodes, but I, um, I got in the van. So we were filming the pilot in Vancouver. And when you're filming on a a pilot and you're not living there full time, they usually have transportation service that will take you from the hotel to set so you can go to film because obviously you're not going to they're not going to provide you with a car. And they have a lot of actors go to work at the same time. So it makes this process much easier and cleaner. Well, I was the first one downstairs because I'm obsessed with being on time and I got into the van. I got in the front seat and I was so excited. It was my first day and I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm so excited. And the guy was like, um, you, you can't sit there. And I was like, what? Oh, is there? And he's like, yeah, you have to sit in the back. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Is this for like someone else? He's like, well, it's not your show. So, um, yeah, you're not the star of the show. So you have to sit back there. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I've never been more mortified. And I just was like, Oh my God, like, is this a thing? Like I've never been on a pilot or a set before. And I was like, is this the hierarchy all of a sudden? And there's a nicer way to say there was a much nicer way to say it. And, and, um, And I remember asking, like, it was, he was saving the seat for Nina. And I asked Nina later on, like, hey, I just want to say, I'm really sorry if, like, I sat in your seat. Like, I don't know, do you get car sick or something? Because usually people have to sit in the front if they're getting car sick. And she was like, what? No, like, I'm not sitting in that seat ever again. (laughs) I'm only sitting in the back seat. That's ridiculous. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, we've got each other's backs and this is going to be a fun ride Mm -hmm. um but yeah I was just so wide-eyed and so insecure I think a lot of people in their young 20s are scared right I mean I would say I would say all of us probably relate to that 10-year challenge or do you feel like you're still scared now or is it a different oh I I just accept myself so much more for who I am I I would say my flaws are still exactly the same but I have a sense of self-love that I didn't have before yeah and a sense of acceptance um, not saying it's not really hard, especially with what we do to compare and to feel like you want to be perfect. But I, I think the older you get, the more you just accept yourself and love yourself for who you are. Hopefully 10 years from now, I'll still feel that way. We'll yeah. see. How about you? I'm working on it. I'm getting, I'm getting there. I feel like 2019 might be my year where I start to calm down a little bit on, um, being so anxious in social situations. I'm trying one day at a time. Um, I, I think you've done a lot of self-growth from the show ending and now moving to LA. A lot has changed and yeah. I've seen you 
really grow a lot and learn because life has thrown you a lot of curveballs since you moved here and you've handled them really well. And Mm -hmm. I think you should just acknowledge yourself for that. Well, thanks. You know what, Kayla? What? You're awesome. Like Diane Keaton. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me cry. I love you. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Michael Trevino. I'm so fucking nervous. Why are you nervous? <laughs> I'm nervous because I don't want to ramble and I don't also want to give one word answers. And okay. I also don't want to dig myself into a hole of wanting to say something that I didn't mean to say, but then I say it. Ooh. Well, we'll just delete it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I get it. But I like all this. I think this should all be in it. I think this is the perfect introduction <laughs> this, you know? to the mind of Michael Trevino. You're going to get lost. <laughs> Well, if you guys haven't guessed already, guess who we have on as our guest today? (laughs) Yay! (laughs) We're so excited to have our friend and fellow castmate, Michael Trevino. Yes, indeed. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. I got to say, before we begin, I guess we have already begun, (laughs) uh, that uh, I just want, like, I'm I'm very happy to be here and I'm really proud of the both of you. I know that you guys, this was an idea in the past and you guys got together and you know, a project like this in this space, it's, it's difficult and it's not easy and it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. And I'm really, really proud of the both of you. Thank you. And I am excited to be here. And that's the truth because full disclosure, I was invited to be here months ago, I think way at the beginning stages of this beautiful mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. I'll be there. Yeah, I'm here. I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. And you guys circled back and you said, Michael, are you available? Can you come in? And and hop on the show, and I bailed. Yeah, yeah, you did. We we might have been mad at you. I, I know. I'm, I was wondering. I was like, are you buttering us up right now? No, so it'll be extra nice. No, to you? I, I just that's you know this is recording, and I want the people to know that uh, I did bail, and I apologize. But that's what I'm. I am excited to, I think to be here. That's admirable. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's only fair to a ten year friendship. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. A decade. Man. The only other thing that survives ten years is like McDonald's fries. They never go bad. Just like our friendship. (laughs) Oh, my God. They taste the same. They taste the same. Just like our friendship. (laughs) We're all here. We're still here. here. We're still here, Just like a box of McDonald's fries. We're still here. We're not sponsored by them, by the way. They Um, sound delicious right now, though. So I want to know, the very first time, Trevino, the very first time you met Candace, what was your impression of her? Uh, Oh, I love this question. My (laughs) first impression of of Candace. um, At at the screen test, I think. We all auditioned together. Yeah, we were all in in the hallway getting ready to test, and each role had like three or four people. I sat right next to you, Kayla. You were to my right. And then I remember Kat Graham was in front of me across the hall. With her little beret. She yes, wore the cutest beret. beret. Yes, she looks super cute. Beret. As always, she's always styling. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and Zach Rorig was doing push-ups. In the down, hallway. In the hallway around the corner. And I was like, who's this guy? Jesus. <laughs> totally. Um, but uh, uh, Candice was always just you, very bubbly and energetic and smiling. And which it was always just really infectious. I remember that. And I was like, oh, how can this girl? She's definitely going to book this. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. very nice of you. Uh-huh. It was the girl that I was auditioning against had brown hair and I had blonde hair. So I just figured it was going to be more like which hair color they were wanting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But thank you. I'm glad that you thought because of my bubbly personality. I did. I was like, oh, in. my goodness. She's going to she's gonna book this. <laughs> well, I thought you hated me the very first time that we met because we tested individually and then they brought... Our two characters in together. You should see the faces. He's cringing. They brought our two characters in together to test. And then we, so Trevino and I are in the test at the CW. We walk out and I'm like, that went great. He's like, you missed this line. Wait, whoa. I didn't know. I was just, I was panicking because I thought we had both missed a couple lines. I wasn't pointing a finger. I wasn't, I wasn't putting blame, but I walked out of there in a panic. Like, I think we totally missed a section. That's so funny because I was like, that was amazing. It was. <laughs> you, you did come out really confident, and I was like, no, that went terrible. Yeah. That was the first, I was like, oh, whoever this dude is, he hates me. I'll, I'll probably never see him again, but he hates me. <laughs> Cut to, we all got the job. We did. We did. We when did, did you get to Vancouver? Because Kayla, Kat, and I were on the same flight. I, I, was, on the, I was on the flight uh, with Julie Pleck and 
I think I think Kevin Williamson was on the flight, mm. and so was Zach. And Zach was carrying his snowboard, a big snowboard <laughs> bag, ready to shred. And again, and he and I was and and I was on the flight reading the books of Vampire Diaries. Like I'm okay. so happy you brought this up because Candace and I were preparing for your interview. Okay, and I said how impressed I was with you that you had read all the Vampire Diaries books while we were shooting the pilot, and how we would have questions and you would know the answers. Well, in the book, this happens, and I was like, I was yeah, so right. impressed. Yeah, no, it was true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was, you know, I was, I was all in at the time. I was all in. No, and I just think that's incredible because also you, you just, you live a lifestyle that's really fun, but you also take your, your job so seriously. Mm. And I've always admired how you have such a good balance of that. Oh, thank Even you. from the beginning when we first met you and I just, Candace did not believe me oh, that, in the beginning oh, wait, oh, when geez, we were prepared. I was like, <laughs> no, Trevino did not read all the vampires. Well, look, I, I, I wouldn't say I read or them just all, a but I, vampire, I read, even just one. I definitely read the, read the first one and was, you know, figuring like, okay, if we're going to get into this world let me figure out what what this is about and who these characters are to one another but on that flight towards the end of the flight i remember julie plex she leaned over and she's like you don't need to read that <laughs> she's like we're not really going to stick to that and i was like oh oh no okay you know i just you know i'm just trying to you know i'm just doing my homework i'm just doing my homework i'm just you know just you want to be fully prepared and, you know i read i know yeah, how to I, read i read i see this, I, see this. I read books <laughs> i read books <laughs> this is my prep work yeah <laughs> what was your reaction when you got Vampire Diaries? Because how long had you been an actor at that point? Uh, so Vampire Diaries was was what, 09 or when we premiered, yeah. I believe it was 09. 10 and years ago. <laughs> I think I joined the Screen Actors Guild in 2005. Your so first job was a Disney job, wasn't a it? A few years. First... Um, a Disney movie? Well, the first job that was substantial enough for my parents where I was like, I'm not going to be going back to college and, and, and enrolling uh, was a Disney Channel movie of the week. Yeah. And yes. it was because it was real. It was like, oh, you're flying out to Toronto and they're flying you first class and they're giving you per diem for a month and a half. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. And I was 19 at the time. And it, that was just like, that was it. That was just crazy and amazing and so you grew up in LA county yes. Montebello specifically right uh yes grew up um, in Montebello. what is it like to come from there and tell your family that you want to be an actor did were they on board from the beginning or <clears throat> I think they were very surprised because I didn't do any theater or anything like that in in high school I wasn't a child actor I think just right after graduating high school high school I did one year at Pasadena City College and it was in that year that I had a little self-awareness and I knew that I wasn't utilizing my, my talents and my skills and I wasn't dedicated. I wasn't focused. I was still very high school, very immature. I wasn't using the most of my time, uh, my first year of junior college. And I said, here, this is what I want to do. Let me, let me try this. Let me, um, attack this dream. And I was like, I made a deal with them to take a year off of, of school to pursue acting and try and get an agent and a manager and get into classes. And they were supportive. They were really supportive, uh, but because the deal was, okay, you have one year. Yeah, that's And so I think they were supportive because they were like, not that they didn't believe, but they were like, okay, there's, there, there's an end date to this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that, yeah, since day one, they've, they've always, they've always been supportive. And I. So within a year you had gotten a manager agent and then booked a job. Um, within that year, I, I, uh, I had my agent signed with an agent. I didn't have a manager at the time, but I signed with an agent and I was getting into acting classes and I think what made me sag at the time, um, maybe during the union, was I booked this Old Navy commercial. Do you remember those Old Navy commercial, like the performance fleece yeah. uh, holiday commercials that we get every year? Of course. So I did one of those for the Spanish market. Yes. And I don't know where that footage is. but uh, I forget. Do you speak? Do you actually speak not, Spanish? Not fluently. Okay. Not fluently. But I, I just remember back in the day, though, it's <laughs> one of your flirting techniques. Was it, was I it would, one of my by the, Never with me. I was always wing girl. I just want to make it very clear. <laughs> Trevino's like my brother. Well, one of my flirting techniques was to yeah. speak Spanish to the ladies. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. But oh, not I, completely. Just I, either, the few phrases speak, either, that you threw Either the out. few phrases or, or ordering food. Yeah. So, uh, 100%. so the only Spanish you know are pickup lines. Uh, pickup lines and ordering food. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Pickup lines, pickup orders. There you yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. So you start working. Yes. Um, and mm. you're in LA. Was Vampire Diaries the first pilot that you booked? Um, it, no, no, there was a uh, no, no, there was a series that I did for CBS called Kane that la oh, yeah. that lasted uh, one year, and this was during the writer strikes. So this was 
Oh God, I don't know. That's the year. impressive. I, I do, no, I that would have been 07, 08. Yeah, 07, 08. And it was, we did one full year or one full season, but the writer strike hit. And I don't think we were going to get picked up for a second season. Um, but that was my first time being on a series and doing like, okay, this is a pilot and series, 22 episodes. And that shot here in Los Angeles. And that was an amazing experience with, you know, at the time, just, I was on set learning from Jimmy Smits and Rita Moreno and Hector Elizondo, just these veterans in this industry and just like, like having a blast, really. It was pretty amazing. So you go from veterans of the industry <laughs> to the hooligans of the industry. Oh, yes. And quickly became one of, <laughs> if not the hooligan. Yes. When um, uh, our, our time on the CW started. Do you have a favorite memory? Is there one thing that sticks out throughout the entire experience? The uh, whole experience? Well, the oh, pilot? Man, the whole experience. Sure. The uh, pilot's still my favorite. Shooting, that was shooting just the pilot so was fun. Your, it was a lot of fun. And I think it was a lot of fun more so just from having the job and us getting to know one another was that Kevin and Kevin Williamson and Julie Pleck really, you know, brought us all together. Like we would ha all have dinner together every night. They'd take care of it. We, we'd have a night out and have some fun. And we'd end up on the side of the road singing Oasis songs. Yes, we'd let loose a little bit. I there definitely was... have that video. Which oh, do I don't you? know if we need to we play We don't that. need to we play don't, it. We don't. Don't but cut it, to. It is amazing. Uh, there was a, a party bus involved. There was a in, party bus one night. In Vancouver. And so, it, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And we were all just... We and, went up to we, Whistler. We went up to Whistler, yes. And I, I've seen have you seen these photos on Instagram at the moment? They're of two photos from that Whistler trip that are in circulation and they keep <laughs> popping up on my like We released them on this podcast. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Clearly we, you listen to every episode. We we look fantastic. We've really never looked better We've in those photos. We've never looked better in those photos. I think they encapsulate <clears throat> youth, really. It's really like an artistic <laughs> like perspective of youth mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the photos. That is one way to put it. We're yeah. very shiny and <laughs> our eyes look very tired. Very tired. Very <laughs> but we, had, we made breakfast. We did. We were still a, a unit, still a team. We celebrated Easter together while we shot the pilot. We went up to Whistler together. And for those of you who haven't seen the photos, we can put them up again. But we all just look like the young version of versions of ourselves. I think Zach has his shirt off cooking breakfast. For sure. You know, normal. We talked about it a few episodes ago. So if you oh, want to listen okay. back. Yeah. But that was a really special time and I think it set the bar for the experience that we were going to have once we got to Atlanta to start filming because I had never been on a pilot or a show ever so I assumed oh this is just how it always is mm -hmm. and I still have that assumption <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I guess it's not that was really special and did you once you were moving to Atlanta what what did your family say? What did your friends say? What were you feeling? Ooh, I felt really excited because uh, it was Kevin Williamson. And I remember at that time, it was like, oh, wow, Dawson's Creek and these screen movies. And there was a lot of buzz around vampires at the time because of, I think, Twilight had just uh, and True started Blood. airing and yeah. True Blood. And so everybody had talked about this pilot and the fact that we all booked it and were a part of it was really exciting because we had a great feeling for it. And I also remember this was, how many years did we air? After Gossip Girl, it was Gossip Girl was on its is was on its way out. It was like starting. There was still, I think it was still going. Okay, um, but we were definitely like this was a new big yes, show for the we, CW. Yes, and it had as much buzz as Gossip Girl for the time. And so knowing that, I just felt really, uh, really lucky and grateful and just really excited. Excited, like oh man, here you know, here comes the fame and fortune. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, what's it like to go back to Montebello now, now that you have had all this success and now that you have, did people treat you differently? Does your family treat you differently? Oh, no, no, no not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. I mean, that's, and that's what uh, family's for, you know, still going, you know, have family in Montebello, uh, Alhambra, Boyle Heights, and, and um, they're all around. And, and, and I, I'm lucky enough, having grown up in, in Los Angeles, that my family's all around and I see them for the holidays and I'm, and I see them. Often, really. Mm. Do people call you Michael? Because we all call you Trevino. And so it always feels weird coming out of my mouth when I'm like, hey, Michael. Michael, yeah, feels no. Feels very formal. No, Trevino. Does your family call you Trevino or do they call you <laughs> Michael? <laughs> no, my family, uh, uh, they, they, no, they call me, they call me Michael. Okay. My father calls me Magoo. 
and yeah. uh, friends everywhere. Ever since high school, it's it's Trevino because there were just so many so many Michaels around mm-hmm. and such a common name. And I think and I think because I played sports all four years of high school, everybody went by their last name, and so Trevino just stuck. What sport did you play? Golf. Football. No, <laughs> football. Ah. So, oh yeah, you were the only one that knew how to do, play football at the football episode for Vampire Diaries. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> Zach knew how to play as well, but Paul, uh, Paul did not. <laughs> Love you, Paul Wesley, but you cannot catch a football to save your life. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was a long day. I didn't know that he didn't know how to play. Is he, was he just like? No, he knew ball? how to play, but it's like he just had uh, problems catching the football. <laughs> Are they bad? And then. And then, uh, um, yeah, it, it, but look, we all know Paul and he was just like, you got to throw it. You got to throw <laughs> it. It's not right. him, how it's he's not, catching it's the not, ball. It's, it's how Paul. you're throwing it's it. It's not Butterfingers. It's how you're throwing it. So he just wasn't throwing a, the proper spiral <laughs> to get right into the diamond of Paul Wesley's hands. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> um, when did you know when we were in Atlanta? Cause I think the, fe- the females and the males had a very different experience when it came to fame and notoriety. Mm-hmm. So, like I couldn't like go to the bar and be like, Hey dude, what's up? I'm an actress on a show. Want to go on a date? Like there's no like cool way to do that for uh-huh. a lady. Uh-huh. And dudes weren't like, Hey, I've seen you on the CW. Like when did you realize like, like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, there's a level of celebrity because we were all in it together and we were, there were not a lot of other shows filming in Atlanta. No, so we nothing. were like fish out of water and we were in our, in our own little bubble. Like, honestly, I kept forgetting that we were on TV because mm. we didn't live the lifestyle of like actors in Hollywood going to award shows and, no. and red carpets. Like we were just out like having a great time at the local bar in Atlanta. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun, but we, we were in Atlanta nine months out of the year and there wasn't any other productions going on at the time. I think there was only one other show, and it was Drop Dead Diva. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, now it's, it's everything is shooting in Atlanta. But we, um, for me, I think it wasn't until after the first season and the fan conventions started oh, happening. Yeah. And so in traveling to, you know, Australia and, and Europe um, and just seeing how far Vampire Diaries went and how engaged fans were, around the world, that was crazy for me, realizing, like, the impact that the show had and, you know, traveling to places and arriving at airports and being recognized there was a trip because I, I never got recognized in, in Los Angeles or, or Atlanta, so it wasn't until we were traveling. Um, I just feel like girls would always come up to you guys and, like, take your hats. I felt like that was a very popular... Like, that's when I thought, with like, oh, yep, they're getting recognized. They're famous now. All uh-huh. these girls are taking their hats. They're taking the hats and they just come in ready for the selfie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was all happening. and It all happened really quickly. It, it did. It did. And then, like, that was just normal. Yeah. That was just how it was. And um, how could that not affect you, though? I know. You know, how, it, could, it how could that not go to your and, head? And, and for the listeners, like, fan conventions are, are basically, it's appearances where <clears throat> we've been so lucky to be able to travel the world and go a, a lot and meet a lot of people and take photos and, and sign things and um, do Q&A panels for mm-hmm. fans of the Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's wondering what. But I think that's why everyone stayed so humble, because being in Atlanta was unlike shooting anywhere else. You guys were in your own bubble. You weren't always going to, you know, every event and every gifting suite and every like red carpet and everything. It just felt normal. And so everyone somewhat stayed themselves. There's, there, of course you change as you grow and experience life, but there's a lot of uh, humility that remained that I have seen. So it, yeah, I think it's really endearing. I just felt like we were living the pilot for like a whole year and the, and filming the pilot was such a special time for all of us. And we bonded and we were inseparable. I mean, even when we came home from that, we all had dinners and barbecues. I mean, it never stopped. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like Kayla, we, we talked about her big birthday party where even though I wasn't there, I was there in spirit. Mm. I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What were your thoughts when, when a a cop stripper showed up? Look, I didn't plan any of that. (laughs) I had just come to party and I, I was, I was caught up to speed on what was going to happen. I said, is this really happening? And, and, uh, 
Yeah, I was just along for the ride. <laughs> I guess at that point, I was like, all right, let's see how this plays out. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. When was the last time you ate a breakfast that you felt good about? Not a bowl of sugary cereal, but like a breakfast that's nourishing to your body. Now you can transform your breakfast with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers carefully sourced chef-crafted smoothies, savory bowls, overnight oats, and more built on fruits and vegetables. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. Choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any time of day. Ready to blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and more. Just add water or milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl and enjoy. All of Daily Harvest's ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. You can actually see all of the ingredients when you open up the cup. Daily Harvest is the easiest, most delicious way to load up on fruits and vegetables any time of day. Okay, so I had... A tricky time being able to enjoy all of my daily harvest because the kids and my husband kept eating it all. <laughs> Every time I'd come downstairs, they were making another smoothie. <sighs> That's amazing. I know I, their green smoothie is my jam. It was so good. It's it's there's so many nutrients packed, but it also tastes really good. It tastes good. It's healthy for you. And I, with such a big family in this house, it's so nice to know that everyone else can enjoy it too. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code challenged to get three cups free in your first box. That's Promo code CHALLENGED with a D for three free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com. And we're back. You guys worked so much together the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really fun. It's it's so cool to have come full circle and have you be so close with my husband and like yes. have everyone be friends. And like, it's just cool to have remained friends for so long, you know, yes. all of us and and grow together. It's it's really a strange, awesome feeling. I, I, I've thought about that. I've had a lot of time to to reflect lately on you know it's been it's been 10 years yeah and but we are i mean here's the thing there was social media wasn't as huge when we first when vampire diary started Mm -hmm. 10 years ago and now planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. 
because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. Thank God. Uh, there's a lot of negative to it, but the positive is you get to see what your friends are up to and, and, um, get to communicate through that medium, but we're, we're all doing really well. And I love that we genuinely hang out outside yeah. of, uh, of work and events. So question for you, you mm. did season one of vampire and season one of the CW's new show Roswell, which that, we're so that's proud correct. Of. I, I am the, uh, uh, the CW's Michael Trevino. Yes, that's me. That is me. Do you have business cards yet? Yeah. No, uh, no, no, but I, my, my, uh, my, my posters are all, are all over uh, the offices of CW and Warner Brothers television. Yes. So what is the difference between being 24 year old Michael on the vampire diaries and now being 34 year old Michael on a season one of a brand new show. What's the difference between the two people? How much time (laughs) do we have? The main, the difference between, well, here's the thing. Um, uh, it's been 10 years. There's a lot of growth. I, I've, I've like to think that I've matured as a human being. I'd like to think that I'm becoming more responsible and more self-aware and, I just have more direction. Like I see the goals that I have, but I'm working towards them and to be mindful of that as much as I can possibly be. And so I think with this new series in a first season and a lot of similarities because we're shooting out in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and there's up some other productions, but not, not much. And in, in Santa Fe, I wouldn't say it's a city, it's just a small little town, but I, I have the same memories of going out to Atlanta for the first time and starting Vampire Diaries and being excited about a new job. And I felt the same way five months ago when we started this first season of Roswell, New Mexico. And you guys are pretty bonded, aren't you? We have. Yeah. The cast is great. And, and I, I thought about it because it's, I mean, not to say that it's rare, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Not everybody gets along, but everybody gets along in this cast and everybody has a lot of love for one another and wants to support one another genuinely, authentically. Um, professionally and, and personally. Uh, and I feel that um, we've just been doing some some great work out there in the past five months. That's awesome. Now, 10 years ago, we did something really nice for your birthday. Mm. I don't know if you remember. 10 years season ago, one, season one. Vampire Diaries. The, um, was we it? We're really kind to you on your birthday and decorated your trailer really special. On, oh, this is, we didn't even have the dressing rooms. We yet. didn't we even were, have dressing we were, rooms. Okay, we had so trailers is, in a parking lot. We had lot. trailers in like a, yeah, dirt, like nasty parking lot in the corner. Yes. yes. Um, 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 10 years ago. I'm trying to remember what I did 10 days ago. Um, <laughs> what, Basically, what, we, wait, put, wait, we wait. put a lot of, we decorated your trailer with a lot of pictures of ladies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yes. 
I, uh, I, yeah. Did you spearhead this uh, operation? I probably did. I it think sounds you did. Yeah. like she might have. Yeah, you know, you strippers, lady pictures, lady yeah. pictures. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do remember now. So, I do. not that I'm jealous of like the new cast of Roswell, whatever. But did they put any lady pictures around your apartment <laughs> for your birthday, or what have they done for your birthday? Well, I'm just you know, you know, we, we we wrapped just before, just before my my birthday. But I'd like to think that uh, you know what I think. They would have gifted me with a lot of uh, cookies and dark chocolate. Um, I think that's what they probably would have uh, filled my trailer up with if we were still in Santa Fe. But 10 years ago, yes, my trailer was filled with many photos of (laughs) women. That Candace, Candace's idea, really funny. Yeah, I, yeah. Why? Well, yeah, why? Why did you? Why did you do that? I guess I was. Geez, why, I had a lot did of like you? sexual theme season. Yeah, there, there was. Yes, <laughs> very much so. I think Candace always likes the shock factor. It's Absolutely. whatever will shock someone. Yeah, yeah. I which mean, is fantastic. Yeah, and now I'm just like throwing Christmas parties <laughs> in the house. Things have changed a little bit. Not. It's a different shock factor. Look, we're, it's all evolution, right? We're all growing, yeah, and now yeah, we're exactly. just. It's just but what's changing. not changed is the chocolate chip cookies. I do appreciate. So no, Michael Trevino has a deep, deep, <clears throat> deep love for chocolate chip cookies. I do. Like, if you ever make him upset, just bring him chocolate chip cookies, and it'll definitely soften. It hasn't gone away. Yeah. It hasn't gone away. I yeah. don't think it ever will. No. And Never. that's and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm, I'm fine with it. I have a question about Roswell and your character, because yes. Kyle Valenti mm-hmm. is a character that was on the original Roswell show, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you, because we all know you love your preparation. Mm, yes, because <laughs> I'm you, such a professional. Did you watch the old show and base your character off of him, or did you decide to create a whole new character? I decided to create a whole new character. I didn't watch any of the original series. I remember it when it was on uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. but I decided with this, and speaking with uh, you know, our showrunner Karina, that we weren't really going to stick to what... Um, they did. We were going to take these characters and tell our own story. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't watch any of the the episodes. Just curious. No. Uh-uh, did you ever did watch my... any of the WB shows? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, like Dawson's Creek, Felicity, um, no, Everwood, Dawson, Dawson's Creek, Girl. Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I think there was a time where I checked out a few episodes of that, but nothing that I was so like that I've seen every yeah. episode of that I was so. Looking back on Vampire, mm-hmm. what advice would you give 24-year-old Michael? Uh, what advice would I give 24-year-old Michael? I would tell him to relax, to trust his instincts, support those around him, and to just breathe. Mm. Yeah. That's I know that cool. sounds so simple, but it's like, I think... To just breathe, it brings you back to being as present as you can be. And 24-year-old Michael was all over the place mm. at one time, trying to be present, but thinking about a hundred things at once. And so that's why when I say just breathe, it just like, just relax, man. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. Just trust yourself. But I feel like your 20s are so like, it, it's like endless opportunities. Oh, yeah. And then also this feeling like I have to accomplish everything right now. Yeah. And I mean, even getting the job, like when we all got the job, I wasn't thinking like, okay, well, what is the long-term plan of how I'm going to like use this opportunity to benefit myself in the future? I was just like, fuck yeah, I yeah, got a job. Exactly. Let's go party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, and that's what happens. And I, you know, I think about that and, and you, you have to, you have to go through that. Yeah. You know, you have to go through that stage and hopefully, you know, with some people it lasts longer than others, but you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through that. And, um, but it's, you have to check yourself too. You know, like I wish I was able to at that time, um, I don't want to say reckless. Cause again, it's just, you're on a successful show. You're making some money. You're enjoying life. No, you just enjoy traveling, mm-hmm. but yeah, to, to not be, uh, to not be as, as, as reckless. You, you're 24 and you're, you're, you're on, a, on a hit series and you're making money and, and you think, for, for me, for me, you, you, you think you're invincible. You think you're untouchable. You've got it all figured out finally at, at, at 24. And I'm, I mean, I'm 34 now and I'm still barely scratching the surface on what, how I feel about life and how I'm living life. But looking back at 24, I think I thought I had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew exactly what I was doing every day and that like nobody can tell me different. And... That's okay. That's fine. 
you know? Do you ever, I, I like now in my thirties on nights that I can't sleep, all of a sudden like random moments from my twenties will like pop into my brain of like an older, wiser person who was trying to be really patient with me and like, be like, mm-hmm. okay, nope, that is, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. maybe that's not the tone in which you would want to speak to that person. Or maybe you should rethink that email. And I'm just like, God, I can't go back and undo that. I just have to accept yes. the choices that I made at that time and mm-hmm. grow and learn from them right now. Mm-hmm. But it's bugging me and I can't sleep. But I wonder if we'll, we will always feel that in life, no matter what age we are. Hmm. We could be 50 going back to our 40s thinking, wait, oh, I wish I would have done that differently or done, you know, I don't, I wonder if that ever ends. Not me. I'll have it all figured out. You have it all, you're on your way. I'm on the way. You're on your way. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's hard to, you know, life is about choices and, you know, you're told that it's for me such a young age and you're like, it is, but life is about choices and really be conscious and aware of, of the ones that you are making. And I feel like right now at 34, I'm trying to do that. And it's not easy for me. It's just not easy. So speaking of choices, Mm -hmm. um, I, what made you choose the name Willis? Oh yes. For your head vein. For my head vein. This is funny. I was speaking with some friends about this, uh, last night actually. Um, Yes. So, uh, now we're all staring. I have this, I have, for those listening, uh, <laughs> could you just, could you please describe so, Willis slowly? So as he protrudes out of my, <laughs> out of my vein, I have this very pronounced vein on my forehead that has been a part of me for all of my life. You haven't noticed it. Now it's all you'll see. And, and yeah. now I know everybody's going to like, well, God, I got to check out that forehead. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, I'm very self-conscious of it, insecure about it, but my buddy, uh, Garrett Medina, who went to, who I, I've known since high school, we've known each, I've known him since third grade, but in high school, my buddy Garrett Medina had, um, zits on his nose mm-hmm. and this was around sophomore year in high school. And it wasn't just like one zit. It was one zit with like probably 20 zits around it. <laughs> and this lasted for about two years during high school and it was bad. They I felt, all stayed there. It, they stayed there. They never went they away. And there. I felt, and it was just that he didn't have acne. It was yeah, just right just here, right, right on the nose. And I remember he named that, that this, what he had on his nose, uh, Willis. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know why he named it Willis. I needed to, to ask him about that actually, but he named it Willis. And so, um, I guess I became more aware of the vein of my forehead when I got into this business and started, you know, performing and, and, and see, <laughs> looking at myself on television, being like, whoa, what is that guy? <laughs> Hold on a second. What is, whoa, hey, hi there. And so I gave him the name Willis. And so uh, to this day, yeah. Everyone, know, this everyone who knows right Trevino knows Willis. <laughs> Everybody knows me, yes, knows Willis. Absolutely. Were you cool in high school? Was I cool in high school? Because you're so cool to us. Really? I'm yeah. sorry. He played football and has that face. I of played, course you I were play, cool. I got to tell Did you. Did you walk I, around with your shirt off all the time? No, no. I got to tell you, I, I wasn't, I don't, I don't, cool. I, I don't know. I wasn't as popular as, as some other kids. Who was like and, the most popular? I always love it because it's like a good double name. Wow. Who? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Who is the most popular? God, I don't know why he comes. He comes to my in high school. Who was the most popular? Only because he was the quarterback. There's this guy, uh, yep. R- Richard Reyes. Richie, that's a great name. Yeah, Richard Reyes. He's uh, he was the quarterback. Uh, he was in my class, and, and you know we played football for years, and he was the quarterback. But he was a stud. And, uh, yeah, What's he was Richard probably, doing now. I don't know what Richard is doing. Although I do follow him on, on Instagram. Um, Ooh. you know, he's got a family. I think he's, um, uh, not sure exactly where he's living, but he's just living life. Yeah. He's doing well. I, here's the thing because him and I are diehard Oakland Raider fans. So last time I saw him was when the Raiders played San Diego chargers back in San Diego, Los Angeles chargers when they were in San Diego and, uh, ran into him there. Um, so uh, Did you take your shirt off? We, we, just we, be like, hey man, no, hey man, who's the quarterback no, now? No, no, we were, we were both just wearing our silver and black, you know, representing the Raider Nation. <laughs> um, ours was Bobby Good. Bobby Good? Quarterback Bobby See, Good. See, it's the quarterbacks. Good. It's, okay, our quarterback was Jeff Klein. Like Jeff Calvin Klein. Klein. And Jeff he Klein. looked like Klein. a Calvin Klein model. It was ridiculous. It, this is in Seal Beach? Yeah. Stud, huh? Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Um, well, and now look who's laughing because now you're Mr. CW. I, pretty I, network. Yeah, I'm Mr. CW One Brothers Television, Michael Trevino. That's me. <laughs> that is me. Been with been with them for about a decade. Now. So, um, some little birdies told us Uh-oh. that uh, you've been shadowing a lot on Roswell, and you're looking to possibly direct. I, I am. I am. I'd like to. It's again with being 
I'm very lucky right now and, and, and grateful for this opportunity because it's with people that I've worked with before and on a network and studio that I've been worked with. And so I have access. Because know? Julie Pleck directed the pilot and she, she was writer, creator, directed many of our episodes, producer. Uh, Karina, we've known f- also for a decade, Karina McKenzie, yes. who created Roswell or the reboot of Roswell. Mm-hmm. And um, she was started off in, as a reporter and would come down and interview us in Atlanta and also tons of the people that were on the vampire set are now working. A lot of the same crew. On the Roswell yeah. set. It, it, everybody's kind of up their game a bit and everybody's just uh, has, has advanced in their careers. And so with that, I knew I have this opportunity here. I'm on this series and I'm going to have, I'm not the lead of this show, so I'm, I'm going to have more free time. What can I do to make the most of it? And it was just to stay on set and learn how this machine really works, you know? And so I was paying attention to lighting, paying attention to electricians and seeing how everything worked on every day. And, and it was really just by being like by osmosis, just being there, you know, I wasn't really asking questions or, or, or pulling people aside. I was just there. And, and I learned so much in the past five months really on what it takes to just produce one hour episodic television. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot, but I've, I've been, I've been shadowing these directors and they're guest directors that I've worked with because I've done an episode for them on vampire diaries. So it's been really um, seamless to just say, Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be around and hanging out. And so I've just been in video village uh, the whole time. That's just, so cool. New chapter creatively. Yeah. Very you. much so. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. That's the plan right now. And so I'm just uh, attacking that. Is it also nice? Everyone on Roswell is a little bit older. Like as a cast, everyone's in their late twenties, early thirties mm-hmm. for the most part. Right? Yeah. I thought about that because I, I remember taking it back to vampire diaries. Like, you know, we were young and there was we were really young, really young. And there's, so, I mean, I think the youngest was 20, right? How old yeah. was Steven, Nina was 20. And how old was Stephen McQueen? McQueen was like 19. Yeah. 19 and we're all, you know, young and there's, you know, some, some ego and there's some drama. We're kids, yeah. you know? And yeah. so with this, I knew, I, I, I was wondering, I was like, okay, who's going to be the wild card here? Like <laughs> where I've been, I've been through this before. I'm going to hang back and just let it happen. Let it unfold. You've always done that. You've always been like quiet and assessed a situation first yeah. and then kind of like yeah, inserted just, yourself. Yes. I just wanted to, and that's what I did. Yeah. And, and nobody popped up. There were no red flags. Everybody was just excited to work and, and was, was ready and prepared and, that's where we're at right now. Just You're still only on season one, though. This is we'll very see true. Where it goes. This is very. These are the facts. You, you gotta know? get to season three. It, it for was a just se- season one at thirteen episodes. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. try twenty two. Yeah. You know, then see what happens. It's just everyone gets a little bit more comfortable. The show's doing well, and you know, it's just what's new and exciting. Season one. It becomes the day-to-day business of season three. I think it also starts to feel a little bit like siblings, right? So there's like not necessarily, you're just a little bit more comfortable and then you're a little more truthful with people, right? When you're comfortable with them. So I think things pop up that wouldn't usually pop up. It's like if you watch like any reality show of like a group of strangers in a house together, day one, everyone's doing great. (laughs) And then in the middle of the season... It's crazy because everyone's very comfortable with each other. And then by the mm-hmm. end, everyone's like, God, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're a family. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of like working on network television when you're in your early 20s and you're all like on a show that goes from zero to 60 overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no one really had any other responsibility. I mean, I think when you're in your 30s, some people are married or some people yeah. have babies or yes. whatever. But when you're 20, you're only, your entire life is this show that you're on. So these people you're with are your priority. Yourself is your priority. Oh, yourself. You're the most important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's just, it's, it, it is different. So yeah, we wanted to know the difference between Roswell. I do, I do feel good about uh, th- this cast. Like we, we really <sighs> care about the work and we're just really present. And again, very lucky that we're out in Santa Fe. You yeah. know, if we were in a major city, who knows, there may, might be a, a bit more distraction, but you know, what I really love about our show too, is mainly this, the scenes where they're exterior shots showing the landscape of, of New Mexico. Cause I just like to remind um, the audience that watch the show that that's where we're at, you know, yeah. cause it's got a character of its own mm-hmm. and, uh, Santa Fe is magical. There's uh, there's something out there. I, I'm yeah, really those sunsets, man. Yeah. It's it's be- it's, it's beautiful out there, and I'm really enjoying my time out there. That's great. So, do we know 
if you guys are picked up or when will we know? I'm sure listeners we are should, begging. We, to- we should know soon. I mean, tonight uh, airs the third episode. I'd give it a few more episodes, but so far I know that the network is happy and I, I would, I would say that I'd be surprised if we did not get picked up for oh, a that's season great two. To I hear. would be really surprised. Good. Well, I think it's fun. I think the reality is we were all in our twenties thinking that we had it all figured out. Considering that this is the 10 year challenge episode, because we've all known each other for 10 years. We've talked about how we felt when you were 24, 34. Now, what would you like to say to your four, oh, 43-year-old self. To my 43-year-old self. What would you like to say to your 43-year-old self? This is a nice little time capsule. We will keep this for you. And in 10 years, we will play this for 43-year-old Trevino. I would would tell 43-year-old Trevino, you've done a great job, but you could do better. You could do a lot better. Don't listen to them. Keep pushing. Make a stronger move. Whoa. Who's them? Candace and Kayla? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My family. (laughs) That's great. That's perfect. We will be sure to play this to to you in 10 years. I can't wait. Um, So one of my favorite memories with you guys is there is a beer in Canada called Kokanee. Yes. And it's a very popular <laughs> beer. And we were in the car driving and one up of... Up to Whistler. Up to Whistler. Yes. And someone said, hey, do you guys want uh, some kokanee? And I was like, oh. Because the boys were in one car, yeah. the girls were in another. But I remember thinking like, oh, it's going to be that kind of weekend? Wait, I'm a little... Wait. And we thought that they meant Coke and, and e. e as an ecstasy. Yes. We were like, oh my gosh. Wait, I've never done what this is before. Happening? What's happening? Where are we going? Why are they going into a gas station Who to get said it? that? Who offered that? The boy. That wasn't you guys. me. Whoa, no, take it easy. Be- no, like, take but it easy. you guys all were going guys. into a gas station to get beer. Right. And instead of saying beer, you said the Take brand, which Coke was Coke and e. e. Yeah. And we were all sitting in the car like, oh my God. Like, what, guys, it I don't know. What do you on. think? Yes. And then you guys came out with beer. With beer called Coke Like, hey, you want a Coke And then we were like, oh. Beer. Right. You know those Canadians with their loonies and toonies and the coconut. I know. Well, and my husband's Canadian. Tanner's Canadian. And he dies every time I tell this story because he's still, he's like, I don't know why I've never put that together. It's just a brand that they have there that they, yeah, say so easily. We were just in a cabin for Christmas, Mm. um, Joe and the kids. And we were all getting ready to go to the ski mountain. And Joe just like grabs a boot and goes, whose boots are these? Whose boots are these? And I was like, whose boots are these? And I was like, no one in this room understands what I'm doing. And I was like, this is the one moment it came back organically. (laughs) Oh, man. We were all in a cabin together. And we had a night of uh, writing songs and poetry together. And one of the songs um, was just like free free singing. And um, we had David Anders. It was the first time we all really got to know him yes. and uh, he, he just joined, joined in yeah. he just joined in on the song and picked up a boot and just started sing along whose, whose boots, boots are these, these? <laughs> whose boots are these yeah. do you remember the song he made up about paul wesley it was just like <laughs> paul wesley i, and he I think ju- i think it's a sensitive subject he had oh. a oh is it? is it is it i don't know is it i don't know you He's guys goes, paul it. wesley really fucking nice guy <laughs> Yeah, that was. It, He's a, there's I a lot know. of gems. Yeah, I know. I love it. We've. I can't. It's crazy that it's been ten. Ten years. Years. Ten years. Yeah. Um, do you remember the theme song that I wrote for you? The theme song. Yeah, you had a theme song. Oh, oh, um, whoa! Didn't we have a, a and a secret hand? We clap. had a yes. hand. Cl- Damn. Yeah. That's right. You guys right. Know. Right, right now. Your secret hand clap. I can, uh, I can do I it. Can, yeah, we can do I can it. do it. We'll I can, do it I for the, it. we'll do it for the Instagram. Yeah, we'll do okay. uh, Yeah, I remember so it. So check our Instagram today. It'll be on it. But Damn, do you remember, remember your theme song? Yes. You want to sing it? You like both of us at the same time? Okay, ready? Oh, this is either going to be really okay, good yeah, or really bad. Okay, ready? One. One, two, three. Michael Trevino. Fuck yeah. yeah. There you go. There, there it go. is. That and was that's it. it. She, she so, would sing uh, that. She would sing that before we started a scene and then I would crush it. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's got to have a hype guy. Yeah. And that was me. That was you, yeah. yeah. So I, what did you do for her? What was it? What? What did you do for Candace to hype her we, up? We had our, our we little, had our, we had we, a high yeah. five. Okay. Yeah, if we, I needed the juice, we would like, it was in, like. In unison, yeah. Yeah, we'll show it to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll see it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's important Damn, to have a theme I, song. God. That's, that's what season one on Roswell was missing. I needed, 
I needed this you song. Needed I needed song. this. I didn't have a theme song well, this season. Well, I can next time we hang out with your cast, yes. I can bestow the knowledge of this song. I can teach it to someone. Yes. So Janine, it's just there. Janine Mason, yes. I will teach, teach it to Janine. And we can keep this and pass it on to you. Keep that that, that flow moving, yes. Because yes. that's powerful. It is powerful. Absolutely. Well, it's been so powerful to have you here today. Uh, I, you know, it's been a pleasure. I'm really, really happy to be here. And We've this has loved been fun. Every minute. Was Going it as down, scary as you thought it would be? Um, no, no, more casual. Kind of forgot. Are a little I, sweaty. Though. I kind of forgot. I, am I shiny right now? Just a little. <laughs> Did I put too much moisturizer on right now? <laughs> it's okay. You're, you've got baby skin. Thanks. It I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No. This. This is. Uh, this. This has been. Fun. This has been fun. We love you. Thanks well, for coming. Roswell you too. is out on Tuesday nights on the CW. Yes. Right? Tuesday. Tuesday nights at nine p.m. At nine p.m. on the CW. Check it out. Our listeners can also also find you at all your socials, which I'm going to let you say. Which is yeah. at Michael Trevino on Instagram and then I don't use Twitter often. I really need to be better at that, but that is at Michael underscore Trevino. There is no fuck yeah at the end of those, <laughs> but I'm thinking about adding it at some point. I love it. I think that's a great idea. Perfect. <laughs> well thank you. Thanks guys. <laughs> Thanks to Trevino for finally coming on the podcast. Yeah, Trevino. <laughs> Although he did admit that he bailed on us. So I appreciate I that. I appreciate it. I didn't too. think he was gonna say it. Me either. <laughs> I'm glad that he was like, okay, I just gotta get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. So we asked him about his 10-year challenge. Candace, I'm going to ask you, oh what would you tell yourself 10 years from now? Ooh, I will be 30. Oh, geez. Nope. I got it. I'm at 10 years from now. That's 40. <laughs> I'll be uh, 41, almost 42. I will say, um, oh, man, um, hold your babies tight. Uh, just keep holding on to them so tight because they grow so fast. And, and those special moments, they're always special, even when it feels like, oh, but it, how can it get more special than this? It gets more special. Um, still have a lot of date nights and sexy time with my husband. <laughs> And, um, babies, plural. Yeah. Do you have well, something no, you no, no, say? no, no, no. My older babies. <laughs> yeah. My stepdaughters. Um, they're getting so big and, uh, and go on. I hope you're going on vacations and, um, just enjoy for some of our advice that we actually had from a previous guest from Ilse Juber. Um, enjoy the art, mm. enjoy the art, enjoy the creative process. Cause that's where the fire is and that's where the passion is. If I could ask myself a question in 10 years, like go to the future, I would ask, um, like, oh God. What popped into my head was I would ask myself, what is the one thing I should be spending more time doing? And what is the one thing I should be less dedicated to doing? Like, I feel like I have a pretty good work balance life. Like I work, but I really do try to play and have, I really try to set aside a time for friends and especially for family. Like family is my priority. And sometimes I get that feeling like, oh, am I not putting enough emphasis on work? And obviously they always, everyone always says like on your deathbed, are you going to be thinking about like all those hours you were working? Are you going to think about like the time you're with your loved ones? Um, So I think it's kind of that like, as a working parent, sometimes you, it's that back and forth of like, well, but if I apply myself a little bit more over here, am I going to achieve these dreams or am I okay? Just like, is this okay? So you'd want to know the perfect percentage of work-life balance. Yes, that would be my casual question to my 42-year-old self. <laughs> I love it. Just real simple, you know, a short one-word answer would suffice. <laughs> well, what do you, would you like tell your 43-year-old self? What like, would I tell myself? Yeah. Um, to have more adventure in your life, more surprise, more events that make your, get, that give you chills, whatever that is. I don't know exactly what that is, but just something that doesn't make every day mundane. And if, it, if that means just getting in the car and driving and ending up somewhere, great. Just something just a little bit more exciting. Are you craving that spontaneity right now? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's really funny. That was when Joe and I were talking about like goals and, and just kind of themes for 2019. That was a word that came up for us. Spontaneity. Yes. Wow. Because it's so easy to get in the routine of each day. And you're right. Just getting to the car and driving to the other side 
of the city. We live in a huge freaking city that there's so, so much adventure that can be found there. Yeah, that's enough of an adventure, but it's just convincing yourself to do it. Do you think we will be drinking blueberry Stoli sodas in 10 years? Absolutely not. <laughs> what do you think will be our drink of choice? Well, right now it seems to be Negronis. Negronis are like our good 30s cocktail. What do you think is going to be like, do you think we're going to be in like martini land? Do you think we're going like, to every television I've seen television show I've seen? Most of the 40 year olds like sex in the city women are always go out for martinis. But I yeah, those real housewives are hitting those martinis hard. Maybe we'll be really into wine and just sit and drink. Do you think we'll be drinking wine? a buttery Chardonnay? No, I like hope a not. nice oaky Chardonnay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope we're still into tequila shots. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, that there we go. Let's. That's a great advice for our 42, 43 year old selves. More tequila shots. Done. Done. We're I gonna love hold it. each other accountable. I'll see you in ten years, Kayla. Sounds good. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.